Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. On the air. All right. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are hearing me. I screwed up. I lost track of the time. Not exactly my fault. The countdown thing on this uh, station is weird. This is the Say What Show, and I am Nancy Hopkins, <laughs> and um, Dolly Howard's here, and Walt Silva's here, and Jan Shaw is here. Um, okay, Dolly, why don't you say something? <laughs> something. There you go. So Dolly's here. And uh, Walt, say something so you can say, say hi to the audience here. Uh-oh. Where's, where's Walter? It, well, Walter is muted because Nancy said, mute yourself. Oh. Damn it. Well, I, so? you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the countdown thing on this thing is so screwy. It was saying two minutes. I looked down. I said, it can't be two minutes. I reset it, and it was 11 seconds. <laughs> So, so, and Jan, say hi to the audience. <laughs> hi, everybody. Uh, happy to be here on my monthly uh, exploration of uh, all things interesting with the Say What crew. So nice. glad to have you with us. And I thank you for your the show that you just put on now. Um, Okay, so the last thing she was talking about was Obama, which is what started me getting lost on the time-wise, because <laughs> I'm going like, oh, wow, Obama is trending. And <laughs> so I don't know where Jan picked it up, but earlier today I went to show somebody uh, uh, the Trump interview with Tucker, and as I was scrolling down the X, I don't even know what you call it anymore, X, to get to that one, I see that Tucker has had an interview with a guy that claims to have had homosexual sex with Obama before he became president. And that's on X, Tucker. Go find Tucker Carlson and you'll find this interview. And then my uh, cohorts here on this show said, what, you don't know that he's a homosexual? Oh, everybody knows about this. <laughs> and I'm going like, well, I'd heard rumors, but I, I hear a lot of rumors. I don't know anything that I can say that I know for sure. Oh, but you, guys, oh you thought that being homosexual was a requirement to being president. So being homosexual <laughs> before was something rare. Right. <laughs> no, I didn't. Actually, this this guy actually put this stuff out at the time that the the 2008 uh, his campaign was going on, because I'd heard I'd seen reports of this years ago, and of course, guess what? It had all been suppressed, and it's interesting that Tucker should bring it all out now, and also um, apparently. Malik um, Obama, his brother, supposedly. Although, I mean, Obama um, is Barry Sotero. <laughs> so, who the hell knows we're dealing with here? Apparently, he's going to be interviewed by Tucker on the 19th because he's been putting stuff out. Who's this about... guy? Who's this guy again? It's Obama's brother, Malik Obama, who's. Oh, been... yeah. Um, basically, you know, outing 
Obama and he's very, um, you know, critical, etc. He's just definitely not on uh, Barack's side. So that's going to be interesting as well um, to have that. But there's another, I mean, the, I picked up another uh, article that basically covered how Obama had been groomed to be the presidential candidate and how all of the history about him had been completely suppressed or removed and uh, covered up by his attorney. So the whole, I mean, it's the thing that's so interesting is the timing of this, isn't it? And as I was saying in my show, you know, 2023 has been a year of absolute revelation in terms of people getting to see how corrupt the world is. And we're talking the world. We're not just talking about the US. We've also got it in the UK, just as prevalent. Um, you know, more, as I said in the last, as I reported on the last article I covered, which was more the kind of big picture, is how we are in this great awakening, the great reveal. And, you know, to have this come out uh, in parallel, if you like, with all the revelations about the Biden family. And, of course, we also already know about the Clinton family, you know. Um, hopefully we will get to the denouement where they're all arrested and the whole story of not only corruption but murder and everything else that's gone on will be revealed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like being in a theatre and watching this incredible movie play out, Jan, I have to wh say. Why did they pick Obama to be president if he's got such a weak background? Well, uh, probably because they can control him because of his weak background and also because of, um, you know, it's like control through blackmail and everything. Although and, uh, there is, that's it. There he was is, very blackmailable. Yeah, absolutely. But there is this story, and I don't know how true it is. I mean, let's face it, you know, we hear all these different stories. There was a story that when, when he was elected, he was basically told if he didn't do everything that the deep state wanted him to do, his whole family will be murdered. Okay? Now, bearing in mind that Big Mike is a guy, the, the girls are not their children because, as people say, we've never seen... Um, a photograph of a pregnant Michelle Obama. We've seen shots of um, her physical <laughs> um, attributes, you know, kind of shaking around. Um, you might want to be a little bit more clear on that. You can see male genitalia on her in certain clothing because that's what Dolly claims. <laughs> I yes, don't. You can. I don't seem to look at the crotch. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. This, well, I watched this. a video that was pointing out the crotch specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ah. Um, so, yeah. So, there's a lot to say. The whole Obama, uh, literally the whole thing is all 
a sham. It's all because, you know, you see photos of um, Michael Lavon Robinson, is it, was his name, that's turned into Michelle. There are videos of Obama actually referring to Michael by accident. <laughs> um, so, you know, who could you find his, who is more blackmailable and controllable? The Manchurian uh, candidate, heard, absolutely, Manchurian candidate. I also heard, heard that Michael was the, the the real president behind this presidency of Obama's, and he was definitely controlling, what's the dude's name, Barack. I just heard. I never heard that, that's interesting. Because, I mean, they're saying it's, Bar it's Barack who is controlling and running things, you know, behind the scenes of Biden. Because he, he made that uh, statement that said, you know, he what he would love is that he could be in his basement and, you know, be controlling things as if it was his third, um, you know, third administration. And, you know, it certainly isn't Biden that's doing all this. And, of course, the instances of Biden's um, incapability to do anything is becoming more and more blatant, you know? I mean, the latest I, thing I is... Think that that's, I think it's part of the act, Jan, because oh, yeah. all the, the, oh, yeah. the actors are doing that, and and they're younger mm. than what they are trying to make them be. Oh, definitely. Uh, but there's so many rumors. The one I know is true is that Michael has a penis because of the videos <laughs> I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, they talk about him being trans. He's not. He's a transvestite. He's still got the kit, you know. If he was a trans gender he'd have had other things done <laughs> that is it's just he's a transvestite basically and uh, I mean where where does it stop I mean there was a whole thing that people were sharing again about the $65,000 that Obama paid to ship in pizza from from Chicago which was all part of the Pizzagate stuff, because pizza is the pedophile code for, you know, uh, young boys, I think pizza is. Um, and he would spend 65000 to bring it in at 1 o'clock in the morning, etc. And, of course, there's all the Wikipedia, um, sorry, the, um, is it? No. Which is the one that um, Assange put out got my terminology wrong here um where they Wikipedia. sorry assange isn't Julie... the one who is in jail yes julian assange his organization released all these emails um of this um the emails that included all this pedophilia terminology that the FBI have already identified as code words 
and you know obama was organizing this one one a.m delivery of pizza into the white house so there's all sorts of stuff out there that uh you know it's been out for years and it's kind of got forgotten about um it was obviously discredited by the mainstream media but that doesn't alter the fact that you know it happened and it's it's very suspicious and yes you know when joan rivers was asked the question will we ever have a gay president and she said well we've already got one and michelle is a tranny um she died she died from a yeah from a very routine surgery uh not long after Well, she died right there in the doctor's office. I think it was after surgery or she was having some surgery. Yes. She was there to have the surgery, but that's when she died right there in that chair. Mm. Google it or whatever you do with Google Bing or whatever. You'll find find it. Yep, absolutely. So... But, yeah, interesting that this is now coming out. And, of course, the mainstream media are are, um, basically suppressing it, as usual. So the rumors that they were going to put Michelle in instead of uh, uh, Biden is blowing up before they can even do it. Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, I know there's been rumours for some time that Michelle is going to run. Um, but, I mean, I, it, 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 you know, one of the things that gets me about people that are saying, you know, oh, we ought to have so-and-so as, uh, you know, vice president or something. You know, people are saying, oh, Tucker ought to be vice president. And it's like... Um, exactly what are the required qualifications for this job? Where's the job description? Because people are bidding, you know, people are suggesting, oh, so-and-so ought to be vice president, um, running mate with with Trump and everything. And it's like um, there are actually requirements for this job, like uh, diplomacy, foreign policy, Never I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a job description for VP. The only thing I've seen is a blatantly incompetent VP in Kamala Harris who can't actually string a sentence together. But it's like, oh, they're a, they're a nice person. Let them be running mates. I mean, the thing that has made Trump so popular is because he is a very very experienced and successful businessman and he's an ace negotiator i mean he has skills that are so important in that role so just saying oh let's have tucker in there because you know he's he's this personality and we all like him and blah 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 that's bullshit I mean, it's just as crazy as Marianne Williamson putting herself up as a candidate for president. 
I mean, shit, all she does is she talks about A Course in Miracles and has absolutely no um, skills that would go anywhere near being president and representing the U.S. on the global stage. All she talks about, oh, well, we'll approach it with love. (laughs) Love is a great thing, but it's not... (laughs) It's not the kind of thing you would do when you're dealing with the deep state and Davos and, you know, the rest of it. It's comical. Anyway, that's my rant for the evening. Well, the first one anyway. <laughs> I was <laughs> just going to say that. Yeah, the first one. Um, Walter, what do you think of this? Uh, the idea of putting Michelle as No, a, no, no. I mean, basically, have you ever heard of any of this before, or are you just like, well, this is interesting? <laughs> uh, the the issue the issue of uh, Barack Obama's homosexuality, that, right. that, that right. subject? Right. I don't know why it's news. That, that's the part that confuses <laughs> me. Why Why is, is it... I think if, if it's being brought up as, as something an interesting piece of news it's a distraction something else is being planned and it's just a distraction no but most Car- people aren't aware of it i mean let's face it there are still people well, maybe, out there that that maybe it's it's so aware. popular and it's so well known that it, there must be something to this there must be let's look at it deeper let's find out what's going on why are they bringing it up now you know, is the conspiracy bug again all over again? Oh, why are they bringing this up like at night? Well, I think it's like, okay, did you discover that? You know, this water is wet, I and when you get it on you, it makes you wet. It's like, oh, let's let's look into that. Sounds no, I think <laughs> I think it's related to the fact that with all the um, with all the evidence that's coming out. You know, we, it's like um, adding to this pile of information that we're getting about Biden, Clinton, Obama, everything. So if you think about it, we've got all this information coming out about the Biden family, the crime family. Yeah. And you've got the fact that Biden was the front man for Ukraine when he was vice president. And you've got the fact that he leveraged this billion-dollar aid to get Shokin fired um, in in Obama's administration. So if Biden is implicated in this treasonous influence peddling, Obama must have known about it because, you know, he's he was working in Obama's administration. And then you've got the fact that Obama was uh, aware of the fact that Hillary Clinton was putting together this dossier to try and discredit Trump um, leading up to and after the 2016 election. So what they're doing, I think, is piling on the evidence that Obama is not who you think he is. It's like one element after another that's that's being added to this whole case against those agents. 
because if you look at the other side, you know, we've got several um, streams here running at the same time. You've got the whole thing about is is Biden – it's not so much as is Biden going to be impeached. I mean, let's face it, it's going to be more than that. But it's that whole thing about the corruption, the influence peddling. Um, there's also this, this um, article I talked about, which is basically saying Obama had no legitimate claim to be president because of his background that was all – um concealed and then on the other hand you've got this whole series of indictments against trump and others that are all related to the the 2020 election fraud so i mentioned briefly in in my show about the attorney and gosh, his name escapes me now for a minute, who is going through this disbarment trial. Um, it was one of Trump's attorneys, and it was to do with, um, I think, something to do with his conduct related to the um, election stuff. I can't be sure. I haven't got the, in, the thing in front of me. But basically what's coming out in that is is evidence of election fraud you've got the whole thing to do with the georgia uh, indictments which is basically opening the door for trump and the other people who have been indicted to present all the evidence of the fraud the election fraud um that they've had and you know you get these ignorant people on twitter these liberals who's saying oh well you know all those all those cases got thrown out um i'm sorry about this i'm getting all these stupid notifications from telegram um you get you get these people saying oh but they threw out all the cases that were claiming fraud they only did that on standing they did not throw out any evidence because the evidence was never heard. And so in these Georgia cases... Okay, wait a um, minute. Let me interrupt you for a minute, because most people wouldn't hmm. understand the word standing. What they're throwing them out with is because this concept of standing means that it has to have impacted you in a, in a detrimental way. And this is what makes me crazy, is like, if I'm a citizen and you stole the election, then I've been damaged, but they don't see it that way. And so they're throwing, Absolutely. They're throwing it out on really, you know, unsubstantiated legal reasons, in my opinion, but that has been the, every time they bring up the evidence, they'd say, well, how did you get hurt? Well, I'm a citizen of the United... No, that's not good enough. Did you get hmm. your arm broken? Were your finances changed? I mean, they, it's like ludicrous. So I just wanted to make that clear to people, is that that's what so they're if it's saying. So if it's so easy to throw out the concept of standing, then it's worthless. Yes, exactly. What, 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 what purpose does it serve? I mean, if, it, if something so huge and so blatant and, uh, that affects every single citizen gets thrown out because it's, but why, why have it? 
Well, it's like having square tires. I don't. I can't use them. My my vehicle won't move with square tires. Why well, do no, I have because them? they're using they're using it for their purposes, not because it makes any sense, Walt. Oh, it's probably yeah. not even really. Sense. It's probably not even really legal, but they don't care. This is what they're using. A judge gets up there, says no standing, and boom, case is thrown out. And all of the, the cases that have come up that way. But now what Jan is explaining is that now they've made it so that in order to beat the rap, you have to prove that there was fraudulent election. So <clears throat> it's not a matter of standing. It's a matter of was the president correct in saying that it was stolen? So now mm. that's what's on the agenda, is that they have an open, in every one of these cases, an open avenue to present the evidence. Well, let me show you this. Let me show you that. Let me show you this. Let me show you that. You know, and the beauty of it is, is and I'm wondering what's going to happen in Georgia, because Georgia has made it so that they're going to televise every minute of that <laughs> trial. So what you got is Georgia saying that Trump tried to create a insurrection on January 6th, which could be thrown out immediately because if he was behind the insurrection, why did he offer Pelosi the, you know, how many troops were 10,000. 10,000 10, National Guard to come in and guard the, if you were the planner of an insurrection, why would you offer 10,000 people to stop you? And yet they've got that absolutely recorded. That that, yes, he did that. You know, so it, it, the whole thing is, is so stupid that a kangaroo court doesn't even get to the, to the gist of it. But, uh, the other thing that's coming out as well, I saw something today, and it was actually um, a Gateway Pundit report, which, again, I haven't actually got in front of me, but one of the guys from, um, come on, brain, um, the ones that have just been sentenced, the not, not proud, um, proud boys, the, the, the Proud Boys. Yeah, the Proud Boys. Um, one of them was um, they tried to they tried to offer him a deal if he lied about Trump. You know, they did this with um, one of the other uh, uh, people that were indicted over the Mar-a-Lago document stuff. They tried to get the uh, attorney of one of one of the uh indictees it was his one of one of trump's um uh employees they tried to get the the attorney to persuade that employee to testify against trump so that he would get um, this judge's position that he'd applied for. Well, it now turns out they also did this with the Proud Boy um, plaintiff or whatever they call it, because they tried to persuade him to make up lies about Trump. I mean, all of this is coming out now about we've we've been seeing so much about the corruption in the DOJ and you know the the you know different levels of justice and everything and that's all being revealed now as well it's, it's it is the great reveal 
and shit there's a lot of people suffering during the process and it as i said in the show it can be quite overwhelming and frustrating and and you know cons- well emotionally draining to be faced with so much evil and so much corruption but i think we've you know we're going through this process that it has to it's like having an infection you have to bring it to the surface and the abscess bursts so you can see all the shit that's in there and that's what we're going through at the moment in my opinion well last night excuse me last night trump was on a, a rally type of thing but it was the republican party of south dakota and uh, Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, was there, and they had uh, it looked like either I think like maybe a basketball court, but seven thousand people could fit in there, and they had seven thousand people inside the building, and God only knows how many people they had outside. But um, Trump shows up, and uh, Dolly, I think it was the clone. <laughs> I've, ever since I've seen the real Trump on Tucker being interviewed with Tucker. I, it's it's kind of like can tell now now, now i can i can tell i i've seen the real one i know who the real one is you know and so now now i can see it clearer let's put it that way yeah. and um my friends were here peter and betsy so they come and they're visiting and i happened to catch that he was going to have this event and i said to her this is a funny story so i said to them Oh, look, look, you, would you like to see the rally? You know, so I look up uh, Right Side Broadcasting Network, and I get on it, and it's live. But it was supposed to go off at five o'clock, I think it was. Was it five o'clock? Five thirty. It was supposed to go off at five thirty. Well, I was having dinner over here, and Sandy, the one that hates Trump, loves Biden. I haven't asked her recently, yeah. but you know that. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. So. She's, her heart. She, she's coming over and we look at each other when we realize the time because she's supposed to be there at 6.30 and I'm going like he's going to run late I said shit she's going to be here you know and so so it turns out that oh no now it's been delayed and now you know so now okay we if we can get her out of here at 7, 7.30 we're going to be okay you know so I hurry up the dinner and everything, and I have the the computer on on uh, you know right side broadcasting, but I pull it down so you can't see what's on the screen. But I wanted to keep it up so I'd be in the queue so I didn't get you know dumped um, from because sometimes they get so many people on that that it, they, the bandwidth cuts out, um, which it did a number of times during the thing, but it wasn't too bad. But anyway, and. Uh, it ended up not go- he never he never started speaking until like nine o'clock or something it was way way late he had been uh uh the weather had, had something to do with the plane and the weather i don't know what it was but anyway so all these people are there from you know before five thirty into you know hours of waiting for trump and they're doing different people are talking you know but then there was like you know, a half an hour between this one and that one, and you know, and finally we get yes, he's here, he's he's in the building, and Kirsty uh, uh, Noam comes out, Kirsty Noam comes out, and God, this woman is impressive. 
I mean, she's just like, she's got the voice that is commanding. She's got the presence that's commanding. She looks like somebody that you really can follow, you know, that she's a good leader. And she's beautiful, you know. And she gets up and she's talking about South Dakota and about Trump. And she endorses Trump. And Trump comes out. And then he proceeds to spend well, well over 90 minutes. And a lot of times, well, at one point he said, you want me to go off script? And the crowd went nuts, you know. So he stopped looking at the teleprompters and he just started talking. And it was like, you're just compelled to watch it. You don't real. I'm watching the time because I just am a time watcher because I'm on this business. And he gets to the last part of the speech, you know. And I don't got, know if you guys remember, but when near the end of the 2020 uh, season, you know, right before the election, he, at the end of the speech, he, he, he does his wrap-up. And in the, I think it was like the third to the last rally that he did, they played music. When he started doing that wrap-up, they played this music. And... You know, he goes through it and he gives you a, a the list of everything that's wrong that back then. And the next time he goes <clears throat> to the rally, he says, do you want the music behind this or not? And they all went crazy. Yes, we want the music. So last night, <clears throat> he, he, he gets to that point, only he doesn't ask him if he wants the music. This music just starts up. And, and Trump went absolutely, you know, like, just stop talking. And he's just like looking at everybody. And it was this unbelievable thing that he does. It drew you in. If you knew the story behind the music, it was like, I'm doing what you guys want me to do. It was like this heart connection, this history of we've done this before, we're going to do it again. And, you know, it was just, an, a, my friends didn't understand it, you know, but I did. And I was really moved by the fact that... <clears throat> He connects. He knows that we remember. You know, we remember. We know what's happening. And he made this connection. But then he goes through. He could have, he could have not given the speech he gave. Because in that wrap-up, he hit every single point that you would naturally think about, about how awful the situation is here. And he's got this music behind it, you know extremely extremely powerful but as he was talking during that you know 90 minutes of talking I realized that he's got a semi gag order on him from Washington you know it was one of those vague things I don't know if you remember guys but it was a vague thing that the judge said you know concerning he shouldn't go out and talk about stuff but nobody was sure what stuff the stuff was you know and uh, so they'll probably try to stop him from the things he's saying, you know. It's crooked. You got a crooked judge. You got a crooked uh, jury pool. You know, I mean, it was like he just laid everything out there. There was no holding back anywhere. And um, I think it's the sign, a sign of things to come. But I would not be surprised if she isn't going to be the vice president nominee um, for a lot of reasons. She she was good all <clears throat> all through the COVID stuff. Well, the state of, um, of South Dakota is doing extremely well. They never shut down. 
They mm. never masked. They never had the vaccinations. They just kept going. And so now they've got a booming economy and they don't have enough people to fill the positions they've got. So she went out on television and she started doing these ads. Like at one point she's an electrician, she's a welder, you know, she's in doing these jobs and she's, she's telling people, <clears throat> this is the freest state in the union and we never shut down and we've got a wonderful economy. And not only that, but we want you to come here so you know, we want you to come here that if you've got certification from any other state, in most cases, we will accept that. And if you don't, but you want to learn a train trade, we've got training facilities to train you. And apparently... They, and, we've, and we've got Sturgis. <laughs> and apparently oh. it's been very oh. successful already. Oh, and it yeah. it <laughs> so uh, hmm. what, what's the connection to Sturgis? I love her. I well, really Stur- love her. it's the Sturgis, you know, the biker thing biker. every year. Yeah, bike week. Yeah, and in fact, um, I, with my ex, we won't name him here, he who can be not named, um, we were up in South Dakota um, just on the week coming up to the Sturgis rally, and it was like, oh, my God, all these bikers everywhere. And the funny thing is, um, I think it it was either BLM or Antifa, I think it was Antifa that was saying they were going to go up to Sturgis and take on the bikers. And it's like, really? <laughs> You'd be absolutely oh, decimated. <laughs> oh, no, it's amazing. Anyway, so sorry. What you, so what you're, referen- what you're referencing is the motorcycle yeah. Celebration and there's like thousands and thousands of motorcycles that go to Sturgis, South Dakota. Yeah. Every year Absolutely. it's the biggest celebration that these people have. That's what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And of <laughs> course you've got Mount Rushmore there. Well they wanted to take that down and, and Trump talked about that too. He said, right. Can you imagine they wanted to they want to take this down? You know, and Kirsty I I mean uh Christy had I think she had said in her speech that you know, and you're not going to take down the monument. You know, I mean, it's like these people out there are insane. But she, um, she, I, I would vote for her in, in a heartbeat because she just has done so much for South Dakota. You know, never mind what DeSantis has done for Florida. She, she never shut down. He shut down and mm. then thought seconds about, you know, thought about it again. Um, uh, so it's a, it was an amazing event, and I'm sure that if you go to uh, uh, Right Side Broadcasting Broadcasting. Network, yeah. yeah, I'll have to watch that. It, I didn't even know it was happening. I'm kind of not 100% on top of everything. I'm trying to cover two um, nations now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, so we've got... Obama is a homosexual that's also into uh, pedophilia uh, with a partner that's called Michelle, but is Michael because Michelle has balls. And <laughs> he, it, see, I, what I, I guess what, what, what I think we're missing here is this concept of bloodline. You know, they're all ah, big well, into that bloodline there is, thing. There is that, and I can't, I couldn't. I tell you what it is off the top of my head, but there is a lot that relates Obama to the bloodlines. So he's not just come out of nowhere. 
Yeah. And and as I say, I don't have that article in front of me. At least I don't think so. I mean, I do have this one that's talking about how everything's been covered up, but I don't think that one mentions the bloodline stuff. Um, but there is definitely a link there. That's all I'm going to say. So that would explain why he was chosen for that, you know, particular role. And the reason, um, the, reason, the reason I mentioned Bloodline is that Telegraph is up because I was on it with you earlier. And all of a sudden, um, Karen McDonald has posted something there. And this woman knows more about the Bloodline thing than anybody I've ever talked to. And it came up and it was like the universe saying, mention the Bloodline. <laughs> so that's why I say that it it's not, you know... It's not the fact that he can be uh, blackmailed because he's a homosexual. He's a homosexual that must have that bloodline in him to, to some degree or another. Otherwise, he wouldn't even be in contention, no matter whether he can be controlled or not. Correct. And as I say, um, I would have to try and dig into what I've found i mean thing is i see so many flippant articles when i'm putting together my weekly show you wouldn't believe the number that i go through um but i there is there is a tie i understand to the rockefellers basically um so well i heard that that's jimmy, all I, I can say i heard that jimmy carter's mother uh had sex with joe kennedy the, the father oh. of the Kennedys. And mm -hmm. it was like, when you look at at the guy, he does look like a Kennedy. <laughs> you know? But I don't think that the Kennedys have that royal bloodline in them. I mean, maybe they do. The Kennedys are listed as one of the 13 families. They are. Yeah. Wow. That's annoying. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of well. How does that relate to you know JFK and RFK Jr. doing? Yeah, everything. But the Kennedys are definitely in that list of the thirteen families. Oh wow, that I and maybe know. maybe the older generations were. I mean, that's not to say that um, you know that. The whole thing with these uh, bloodlines and the satanic elements is that they kind of trap the the progeny into uh, cycle after cycle in the generations. But the word is out that you know there are members of these families that are now breaking away from it. Yeah, and you might so have the you might have the bloodline, but you don't you can't be you're not part you don't have the satanic evil in you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So um, you know that, and this could be where certain members of those families have broken away from it to, you know, do different things. I mean, who knows about Ted Kennedy? I remember the Chappaquiddick, was it? Yeah. I mean, you know, the death of 
whatever. I mean, this is going way back, and I obviously wasn't linked to the US at all then. It was in. It was still big news in the UK, but there are a lot of questions about that, um, which was highly uh, questionable in terms of Ted Kennedy's role in it. But you know, it's like everything. You get good people and bad people in in every family or you know potentially it's squirrely as hell dolly what are you thinking i'm thinking and geez uh, takes me back a few years uh, the chappaquiddy there and every every i want to say Kingdom. That's the only word I can get in my head. It's not kingdom. It is every presidency uh, family relationships. Everyone has at least one character in their family that should have been put to jail for life or hung. And now we got Joe Biden who has done everything that any president's family has done right in front of the people's faces and uh, they get away with everything. It doesn't matter what they do. Oh, oh, he's okay. He wouldn't do anything bad. His family wouldn't do anything bad. They don't do anything good. I can't name one good thing that that family has ever done. And look at Trump's family. Seriously, they have done good for not only our country, but for other nations in the world. And the Bidens have fucked over all these other uh, nations in the world, as well as America. But so uh, it makes me think, okay, so because Trump was too good, um, they had to replace him with somebody who has accumulation of all the bad in the presidencies. But this is the time that they have decided, okay, we're going to show the people, we're going to stop this crap. This is it. They crossed the line. That's where I'm coming from in my thinking at this point in time. Mm, I agree. It had to be shown. People had to be shown. This was this is the whole thing about the Q movement. You know, Q was saying you can't tell people, you have to show them. And so it's interesting that the the time that Q stopped posting was literally just before twenty twenty three. I think the last post that we had was late 2022 which was a long time after you know the the q post stopped after the um 2020 election and then we had the i think we had one post or a couple of them but basically what he what the q movement did was it it brought together the anons who had been through a training program of uh, Socratic um, questioning. You know, Q would ask a question. He wouldn't, he wouldn't 
they they wouldn't give you you know standard information it was the socratic method of saying of asking questions which would send anons off to dig there were diggers into well what do we make of this what what does this actually mean so what you ended up with this team massive team of citizen journalists if you like of diggers to look into all the stuff down the rabbit holes that Q was suggesting that they go and investigate. And so after the 2020 election, which I believe wholeheartedly, it was designed that Trump would lose. I I have no doubt about it at all. The White Hats said, okay, you've done 2016. We managed to overcome uh, whatever uh, strategy the Clinton team had to make sure she won. You know, the the White Hats had that under control. They made sure that Trump won. I believe that they allowed the elections to be stolen in 2018, so the Democrats won the House, because that started the great reveal of showing the corruption. I believe that the loss of the 2020 election was allowed to happen to continue the great reveal um, so that people became more and more aware of exactly what was happening. Now, if you think that they could have secured the 2016 election to stop Hillary Clinton winning and they allowed 2018 and 2020 to happen and of course 2022 the republicans secured uh, the majority in the house to start these committees to start bringing out all this stuff about biden's family and all the rest of it then i believe that they have the power to make sure that in 2024, if it should go that far, the White Hats can make sure that nobody other than Donald Trump actually wins the election. And he's got the, I mean, he's legitimately got the support. I mean, nobody's going to question him getting 81 million votes because all of these people show up en masse to his events. The point is that nobody in a, nobody with any kind of brain cells whatsoever can entertain the idea that Biden got 81 million votes when the only people that show up when he rolls into town are those that stick the middle finger up and say, fuck Joe Biden, you know? So, I, you know, I, th- I think, you know, we say trust the plan and everything, but... I look at it and I think this is definitely the plan that is unfolding to bring this stuff into people's faces who have been completely oblivious to the corruption that's been going on. Because look at the number of people that say, oh, shit, under Biden, look at the price of gas, look at the price of electric, look at the price of this, look at the mortgage rate, look at this. And Biden's on, or whoever is posting on his behalf 
is talking about Bidenomics being incredible and every comment in response is basically trashing him. So, you know, I, I do feel, I do feel that the white hats are in control. That was, was that rant number two? <laughs> and I agree with almost everything you said. Well, the, thank the, you. The the um, what I see. Uh, okay, Trump doesn't like Fox, or at least he says he doesn't like Fox, and yet I think that Fox is doing a, a tremendous amount to bring up the insanity of the woke culture. And I, you know, I don't watch the other people, but. One show after another is going after two things. The fact that their child mutila- mutila- mutilation during this trans- uh, transvestite, what do they call it? I don't... I, I, transgender. Transgender, uh, you know, no, agenda, and uh, keeping the parents out of it. And one of the things that, that I'll, I'll be... I, I'm, I'm waiting for it, let me put it to you that way, is that all the parents are going like, you don't have the right for to take my children and not tell me, and, you know, I'm their parent and you're not. And you know, Well, in a, in a legal sense, the parents are totally wrong because of the birth certificate. When you signed the birth certificate, you signed your child over to the federal government and the state government. And it, this was a very th- hard, difficult thing for me to understand because it seems so absolutely preposterous. But what happened was that during the uh, Depression, and they ran out of money and gold and everything else, FDR made an agreement with uh, the international bankers that the international bankers um, would get... Uh, Okay, what they did was they took, they started making birth certificates. And so now they could, the U.S. government could say, okay, we've just had uh, 20,000 births. Those people will make in their lifetime this much money and therefore pay this much taxes. Therefore, the United States is worth 20,000 times whatever that tax thing is. And it's all in legal certificates. So that these legal certificates go up the chain of command. You you register with the state. The state sends it to the to the federal government, and the federal government sends this paperwork over to the uh, International Banking Association. That then give loans to the United States government based on how many people are alive. All right. That's that's why in that's why states can come in and take your child away, but nobody ever talks about that primary thing they have done to the American people and it, it you know like when I was born my birth certificate was smaller than a postcard that had my name on it and my mother's name my father's name and that was about it and that I was born but when I I couldn't find that document I finally found it but I couldn't when I needed a birth certificate so I ordered a birth certificate from New York State because that's where I was born. 
And instead of that little postcard, I got a document that is, you know, one of those treasury bond type things. It's got all sorts of stuff around it, and it's all got all these words and everything, and it's official document. That's that is used to get loans for from the IMF. So. I, my mother and father didn't sign me over for that, but they took me over because I had a birth certificate, I guess, at all. So it, it was so difficult to understand, you know, what this was all about. But on that little postcard, my mother, for some reason, had spelt my name L-Y-N, my middle name, Lynn, instead of L-Y-N-N, which is my grandfather's name. So all my life, I've signed every document with Lynn, L-Y-N-N. And in the Army, I got notification. My mother got notification, and my father got notification. They lived together, but they got separate notifications that they and I had to sign a document saying we were not trying to defraud the government by that misspelling. And at the time that it Ah. happened, I went, well, this is just really strange. What the what what what's that got to do with anything? But then I found mm-hmm. out about legal documents, and you know that why is it that every one of your legal documents has your name in capitalization? Because that means you're a corporate asset. A you straw be- man. You're a straw man. You belong to the federal government of the United States and the state government. It's a two-way. But street. I think. I think it's similar in the UK. I'm not absolutely sure. And Ben Fulford mentioned Anna von Reitz, and um, she she is in Alaska. I think she's well. She's a judge, and I'd read various stuff from her. This is going back a couple of years, so I can't actually remember it all now. And I, I was saying on the show, I might well look into that some more for next week's show. But she. Um, she has written so much about sovereignty and all this stuff related to the straw man and everything else um you know it's uh some of it is so unbelievable for people to get their head around you know yeah well i got into that thing because of a tea party woman standing up in front of a you know a crowd you know maybe i don't know how many people but not that many people and she started talking about this but she started sobbing we live in a we live in a corporation we don't live in a republic and she started going through these details and i thought oh this is insane but she was crying so much and so hard i started crying (laughs) and i'm going like i think i think i better look into this because how could anybody be so emotional about this you know and i did and I wrote a blog explaining all this. And then a couple of years later, I was talking about it like I'm talking about it now. And I went, this is insane. So I went back and I dug deeper. And I found out when all this happened. It was right after the, it was uh, with the 41st Congress of the United States. And, you know, 1872 or whatever it is, you know, it's like, oh, my God, this is real. And uh, then, oh yeah, and then I find the stock, uh, the Duns number for the corporation, the United States corporation, the Duns number. You need to be be uh, in the stock market thing. And sure enough, you look up that number, and it says United States, okay, corporation. 
and the right now it would say Biden is the you know the chief executive officer and the second one is Harris and the number of employees will be the exact number of the uh, indicated federal government's employees so it's very very and this is stock documents you know this is very very real there's no way you can get around it that we're, and we're I, fighting I to bring back something. the Republican with the Republic yeah I saw something uh, that was posted, I think it was on Twitter, I'm not sure, basically uh, linking to a similar document in the UK, um, which was the UK Government Corporation. Uh And, you know, this is the point. I was saying that um, I actually read a an article on Substack by Tom Rents. You know, Tom Rents has been doing all this work related to um, cases primarily, primarily around the vaccine stuff and everything else. And um, he wrote this really interesting, well, you know, interesting is probably the wrong word. He wrote an article about, you know, how he's been um, attacked for everything he's done um, in terms of going against the establishment, etc., etc. And I was, but I put a comment on saying, you know, and I, I subscribe to his substack because he is working legally against the corruption and I said, look, you know, I, I lived in the U.S. for 13 years. I'm now in the U.K. And we're up against the same thing here. It's exactly the same agenda. It's the WEF, the uh, UN, the WHO, you name it. We're all working. So, you know, I'm going to support anybody who is working for the people against this establishment whether because any any victory whether it's the u.s side of the pond or it's the uk side of the pond it's all a global victory in effect it's it's a victory for the world because we're all up against this same uh enemy exactly and, and with that said let's take a break here an aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied... Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. 
So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And, and welcome back to the Say What Show. It's... September 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Jan Shaw. Um, I love you too, Nancy. I know. It's it's such a beautiful (laughs) song. And it keeps getting better. I know. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why, but it's it's like it just keeps getting better. It's very uplifting. Keeps your vibration high. Right. For those that don't know, because I can't put these up on the internet because I don't want to be brought up on charges of plagiarism or copyright infringement or whatever but it's called somewhere over the rainbow and it's by israel he's a he's a hawaiian and his name is oh come on come up here okay oh it's it's a big k a m a k a w i w d (laughs) i think i'm i'm gonna show my age now but do you know who his voice reminds me of? No. <laughs> Bill Ives. Who? Bill Ives. Who's that? Burl, Burl Ives. Yeah. Oh, Burl. Burl. Yeah. Yeah. Burl Ives. And he, he sang all these. He's American. He sang all these great songs and things. But he's, the voice sounds very much like Burl Ives. You know, God, when I was a kid, I was a cosmopolitan. I used to listen to all sorts <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> okay. You mean I know somebody from the U.S. that you don't? No, I, did. I thought you were saying Bert Ives, and I'm going, who's no, Bert? No, Bill Ives. Bill yeah. Ives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's your accent. And, yeah, and it's, it's that, getting that more and more. It's getting, yeah, I know. I know. She's, I'm it's sorry. Get, pretty soon we're not going to be able to understand her. <laughs> um, okay, now. I want to ask Jen another question, but it'll probably take off into a, a conversation here. So I'm going to stop here for a second and ask Dolly, do you have your list? Did you put anything on your list that you wanted to talk about? No, no I, I didn't add any. I was having a bad week, so oh. I didn't add anything to it. I did him. 
my head, but then I didn't get the computers out, so I couldn't have it there. And I did forgot. You have a, did you have a bad week, Dolly? I'm sorry to hear that. What was the problem? What's my health since the heart? Oh, attack. bless you. You bless think you. I'd be used to heart attacks by now? We'll have really to send you lots of good vibes and, and healing and everything. Love blankets. Yeah, love yeah. blankets from everybody. Yeah. Everybody that's listening. Thanks, Jim. You've got them. You've got them. Okay, then I'm going to go to Walt. Because, Walt, you sent me a link to Justine. I think she was talking about the cabal. <clears throat> you mean Janine? I'm Janine. I'm sorry. Janine. Yeah. And she, she, did a, a, she did a tarot... She cast the tarot with a specific layout. She says she called it a Celtic cross. And uh, she says she, she chose that spread because it has more details in it. It has more, there are more cards in the spread. And specifically, her she was asking for the, let's say it, the cabal, you know, what is their present, their pre- present state? What are they, what is, what is going on with them? And uh, you saw the show. The, you show the. You saw the video. What she said. No, I didn't. I, that's what I, I tried watching it. I watched it the first day when he sent it, and I saw the first bit, and I had to stop it. And then I tried to watch it again today. I could not get the thing to work at all. It wouldn't I, load at all. Uh, it load. That it was there. It was visible. But it wouldn't play. I tried it on my tablet. I tried it on my um, on my laptop. Maybe she it, got it, blocked. Well, maybe <laughs> you know it just would not play at all. I think uh, I, one thing I haven't tried is to take off the VPN because sometimes that does weird things. But um, oh. I couldn't get. Well, the, the VPN will filter out things that it finds suspicious. So if there's something in in that in that connection, then it, it would yeah it would certainly block it. Well, it was interesting because it didn't say you know I'm blocking it. When I tried to play it, it looked like it it was in play mode, but it was just not moving, and I huh? I couldn't move the the dial forward oh, okay, to kind okay, of okay, move okay, it to okay. later in the thing. So maybe <laughs> it is being blocked. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Let's look, let's leave that part of it. Walt, what did she say that they may have wanted to block? What was it that she said? Well, what she was saying that the first two the first two cards, um, uh, the she was the first two cards re- cards represent them, and it shows on top of the on top of the first card is the devil. So it was saying that the, their condition, their state of, of being, they are totally dysfunctional. Totally totally dysfunctional and totally disorganized. They don't know, they don't know which way is up and they're running around. And it's, it's so funny because as she was reading, the interpreting the cards, she sounded like my mother. She was, My mother would, would tell me, she would start t- talking like a, a few days earlier. She would start saying... They're doing this, and they're acting like this, and they're attacking each other because they suspect each other. And it's like, it was like she was reading a book, and all she was doing is she was saying what she was feeling. And it was, and I said, well, like, obviously Janine is on the same 
wavelength as you because she was saying the same things. They're totally disorganized. They don't know which way is up. Uh, uh, I don't know how this is significant, but she asked specifically how how long has this been going on, and this has been going on for seven years. And when she asked, is like uh, there was one card uh, she was specifically asking what are they focused on it's like what is their number one concern and according to the, her interpretation of the card their one concern their main concern concern is money and she said this card specifically talk about uh like a, a, f a financial help like when when you get um what do you call it when they people ask for money like for example the blue the, the red cross she um, said, I, re I, I actually remember that bit. She was saying it was related to getting money from charities, through exactly. charities. charities. Yeah, yeah, and be careful about who you donate to because the big charities are funneling Cabal, it. Yeah. driven charities. Yeah. And um, it was very significant that the, the card that um, when she interpreted the other card, which is the card specifically saying, okay, what, what about us? What, what should, would she be look, focusing on? <laughs> and the card pointed, you should be focusing on, on what is the, re the what kind of reality you're creating for yourself. It's like, stop thinking about the cabal, stop worrying about them. There's nothing you can do about it. They're, they're a total mess on wheels. <laughs> so your focus is on you, on what your reality you're creating for yourself. I think it was a very positive read because it was it was pointing to so many things. So I'm sorry that you didn't see the rest of it. So Well I'll try it again, I'll try it without the VPN. I did I did see up to the point where she talked about charities. That's as far as I got because I had other things to to deal with. So I'll try mm. and see if I can I can do it. But yeah, I mean, isn't this the, this is what we've been saying all along, you know, we can't, to, to create the outcome that we want, we have to focus on the outcome we want, not on the problem, that's exactly. the principle of, of manifestation, so. And they want our interest, because it feeds us, it's food. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. So we, if we can, if we can get ourselves to talk about them hour after hour after hour, oh, that, that they're set. Okay, that's exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it's not about how. It's also about the energy behind it, isn't it? Mm. You know, we can talk about it, but with an energy that is um, higher vibration, we're acknowledging that they're there, but we're not necessarily feeding negative energy into them. And I think the more you're aware of where your energy, of the quality of your energy and, and <clears throat> how you're expressing that, because, you know, one of the things about... Um, you know, it was covered to a degree in the article that I read from Cobra about the light workers is that you can't be in denial that evil exists because if you're in denial of that, you're in effect facilitating its continuation. In order to overcome it, you have to be aware of it and 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 uh, an awareness that is very neutral 
energetically speaking that is not giving energy to that um that existence and you are tuning your energy into a positive outcome that is the opposite of that evil energy but if you don't yeah in in a certain way i know it it's a it's a little bit off the topic but it's not because we're talking about energy this is exactly like the work when you do eft and you're doing eft to neutralizing uh some very traumatic event in your in your life or in your past life or whenever uh you after you're done and you process all that energy you have the memory data is still there you still have the memory of the event but it no longer has any emotional impact and that's that's what you want you don't you don't want to be dragging that emotion for years and years and you want to neutralize that so you have the data yeah this has happened whatever but you it no longer has that impact in you which is what brings you down that negative energy well I so you can be aware of them but you don't have to affect, have them affect you I've been mm-hmm. I've been aware made aware of something that is so specific to what you're saying there, Walt. It's like on Fox Network, okay, the people that are on Fox are telling stories that are making them laugh. They're <laughs> horrible stories. But their response isn't to get angry. It's like, did you hear this one? Is this insane or what? You know, they're like laughing at what they're seeing in the news instead of getting upset and putting that energy into it. And so on the Fox network, you can turn off the, the sound and just watch the people. And they're, every one of them, for, for most of any, you know, any show they do, they're smiling, they're laughing. Every once in a while they get pensive. You know, but basically they're happy people. You turn it to mainstream media and all you see is these booger faces. They never <laughs> smile. They never laugh. I mean, I that, can't imagine watching what their that. Agenda is. I know. I, I think of the people that only watch that stuff and I'm going like, my God, don't you realize that just by the presentation of what they're doing, they're making you feel terrible. They're wallowing in misery. Oh. But it was all of a sudden, I was, Fox does a lot of replaying clips from the other shows to show how stupid and idiot things they do. And, you know, they're showing them, but they're laughing. And meanwhile, these people are like, oh my God, Trump may be president again. He's winning against Biden. You know, I mean, like, like the world is on fire. Democracy, I mean, it's like, Oh, people, please. I mean, I don't turn off your channel. Turn it to something else. Turn it to alternative stuff. But turn it to Fox. Yes, there's some people on Fox that aren't with the agenda. Um, but the vast majority of them are you, laughing. You can't help, I can't help but remember your comparison between your sister Mary and the, all the other sisters. She's the, the unnatural one because she's upbeat and joyful and always always looking ahead and looking for the positive side while all the others are worrying about everything yep yep you, you can't help notice the comparison <laughs> yep. 
And when you're with I, Mary, I'm, you feel good. When you're with the others, you feel terrible. <laughs> and, and, and you know, okay, my my friend Peter is another one. I might have told this before, but it's such a great story. Peter Peter is somebody that most people, including me, will say, "Will you shut up, Peter?" Because all he does is talk. You know, uh, what's his face? Alex Jones, uh, Bongino. You know, he listens to <laughs> to these people that are always having because I mean they deliver some of the same information, but again, they're alternative people that are doing it with with a vulgarity, even in their presentation. It's in your face, you know, this type of thing. So Peter's battery goes bad in his van. Make a long story short, it turns out that this old van is not full of electronics. The radio is coming on draining the battery, and then going off. So nobody knew the battery was draining because the radio was coming off, but his mechanic put it in the in the shop, and he's doing something else, and all of a sudden the radio comes on in Peter's van. So Peter says, just take out the fuse, for heaven's sakes. I'm not going to need the radio. So he's driving to work, and he's got no... He can't listen to these people. And he's telling me the story. And he can't listen to these people. And he said, so it was like, I got upset. I need to fix this radio. He said, but then I got to work. And I, I had a wonderful day. I wasn't upset when I got there. He said, I'm not ever going to put that radio back in my, my car. You know, it's like all of a sudden, he had, and I swear, what would make a radio come on and then off? And no, I mean, nobody could figure that one out. And I'm going like, this is one of those woo-woo metaphysical things. Either a short, huh? No, a short. <laughs> it's a metaphysical thing, because I'm sure it is. You know, either Peter said, "I feel terrible. Nobody likes me." You know, I'm always being told to shut up. I want this changed, and so he sets up the only event that the universe could contrive to get him to stop listening to the radio, which was break it. Or it was me saying, God, Peter, get away from this shit. These people are making you crazy. Even though they're telling him the same stuff, their delivery makes him crazy. If I deliver it, it, you know, I may make you crazy, but I'm not crazy by it. I'm just telling you what's happening. You know, I got nothing else to do except tell you to pay attention to this because once you pay attention to it then you can do something about it if you don't know it's if you don't know the boogeyman's about to jump out and scare the crap out of you or do something worse you know you're not prepared for it but if you understand it and you can get to a point where you have the greatest weapon in the world against these people and that's laughter laugh at them so are you saying that the mode of delivery is critical in this because, I mean, Alex Jones and Dan Bongino, I think, have shared a lot of stuff that has uh, turned out to be true. But, you know, there's a difference. And again, it comes down to energy, doesn't it? It's the energy behind it that that determines how people um take this on because alex jones kind of tends to rant a lot and so does damagino to an to an extent and it's kind of sensationalized but you know 
if the same information is shared in a way that is not sensationalized and it's it's valid information um then the person that's receiving that takes it on in a different way because i mean look at david ike i mean he's been vilified for years years and years in the uk i mean he's he started out as a he was a football player and then he became you know a um a politician for the green party i think and then he kind of started on his stuff related to the cabal and the reptilians and everything else, but he delivers it in a non-sensationalist way, in a very um, measured, empirical, this is, this is the research I've done, this is what I've discovered, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with the information that necessarily Alex Jones and Dan Bongino share. I'm very, as I encourage everyone to be very discerning, but is it the energy that's the issue? Oh, yeah, it's the way, Rather, they, it's the, it's the way they present it. All right. Okay, so, Ike, what, what's wrong with his presentation? It's a little too scholastic. Okay, when you listen to him... He's got a voice that, you know, it, it's like you're listening to a professor, okay? If you take who is the most famous, the most successful podcaster in the world, Joe Rogan, right? And what does he do? He <laughs> smokes marijuana the whole time he's doing the show. And he says fuck every few minutes. And, and, he, and, <laughs> and, and, and But he doesn't, he's not a narcissist. He doesn't go out. He doesn't scream at people. He just says, well, let's look at this, you know. And I mean, why is he so successful? Because he's delivering it in a way that is not sensational. And it's not scholastic. It's exactly what the human being likes. He's like... Hey, that's my uncle, you know. And yeah, he smokes a lot of grass, but he says some really interesting things. You know, it comes off that way. And and you know, I hope that we make the same. So kind in other of words, he's read his audience and he delivers it in a way that appeals to the audience. I just think it's him. You know, different different people for different people. But the vast majority of human beings are the type of people that can take anything you say to them. They can take it in. They're not nimbusols. They're not idiots. They can take it in. They're strong. Okay? But it's a delivery. And his delivery is one of a laid-back, let's just look at this type of thing, whereas the others are coming from a different position. And this gives me a great deal of hope in humanity because Joe is so so very very successful um that well no joe isn't actually delivering is he he no. is the, he's the facilitator for the people that he's interviewing he's That's in it. he's interjecting his his interpretation and his reactions to what they're saying but the delivery of the information is from his guests so but he controls the, the, the guests. He's asking yeah. the questions. 
he doesn't hmm. let them get out of whack. I don't really watch him. I just am watching the people that watch him. But I've seen enough of it to, to, to know the way he's doing it. He's not letting the guest get all crazy. I mean, I've seen people that egg on the guest. You know what I'm saying? But everything is laid back, and it's, it's in your face. And the average human being is just going to take this stuff in and say, Okay, now what? You know, and I, it just... It well, I must say that, you know, the average human being wants something that is easily digestible. Exactly. Let's face it. Don't make me think too much. Make it fun. <laughs> you know, and... Um, I'm not most people. <laughs> well, no, no, but it, you are because, I mean, you, you when you deliver, it's... It's a matter-of-fact thing. You don't force it on anybody. You're just reading what other people are saying. Um, you know, it, 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 it's just, it's very interesting to see, because, I mean, I, you listen to some of this stuff that's going on, and it's so insane that earlier today, something I heard or something twigged me, and I said, you know, I really don't like human beings had something to do with animals. It was the animals. I said, I really don't, myself, I really don't like human beings. And then that other self comes in and says, well, what about all these people over here that you have such a good time with? And I'm like, yes, yes, I have all those, but I don't really like this human being that is capable of doing horrendous things to nature and to animals never mind what they do to other people but i don't i just don't i can't wrap my heart my head around the the child abuse the the, the all of this evil evil and i've been at this longer than most people i've been at it for 60 years for heaven's sakes you know and it's still very difficult to understand the depth of that evil where is that coming from is that coming from a human being because if it is i don't want no part of it you know well I, I had a similar conversation with my dog ah. bless her heart the other day it's like and, and I've said this multiple times I have to say why is it that I have a, such a greater depth of love for animals than I do for humans and I do I mean I have just had animals cannot lie exactly. if an animal likes you they tell you and if they don't like you they tell you as well but it's not even that. It's my my love for them. It's not even dependent on their response. Because I mean, we know but that. Know, but you know, when you're loving the animal, oh my God. you're going to get love back. You know, oh yes. It's not going to. It's not going to be faked love. It's going no. to be real love. Whereas humans, you don't know what they're. You're getting smiles, but you don't know if that's a real smile. But the the interesting thing is. You know, there's no possessiveness about it because, you know, Keisha, for example, I mean, you know, I've, I've got all these issues that I'm dealing with, with her health and everything. She, she has given so much joy to so many people in the time that I've, she's been with me when we were in the RV park in Bayfield, you know, with um, my friend whose place I stayed at, um, 
people would divert their route round the RV park to come and say hello to her. And I do not, I did not have any kind of possessiveness thinking, oh, my God, she loves them more than she loves me or she ought to be. You know, it was just an acknowledgement that you've got unconditional love here. You've got a love blanket vendor who and my love for her isn't dependent on her always showing me that kind of response it's like i'm going to love you regardless she's taught she's a teacher of unconditional love that says yeah if you need to go off and hide in a corner it's not an issue if you just need to be you it's not an issue these animals teach us unconditional love and uh, well there you go i've i've said my piece but uh, humans on the other side they are they're taught the the other way because when when you look at how humans are conditioned from childhood we are not taught to love we are for example when we discussed with my mother the things that she went through in her childhood and, and the things that she faced when you look at the conditioning and programming that she got from her parents is like no for example she was never truly taught how to love because the the parents mentality was you you're you have to teach your children to respect you so they teach you they teach you to be afraid of them because it's the only way the child will respect me if they're afraid of me so can you believe that this is mm. what went for this this is what went went through their minds i have to t- teach to the, my child to keep me to be fear, fearful of me because it's the only way they're going to respect me. And that's what well, that was considered normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, no. and, and it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you know, I'll bring up, for example, you know, I, I had the most, um, my, my horse had the most um, impactful, uh, well, impact on me. I went he was responsible for my awakening and the same you know the the approach of people with horses is this is a big animal the only way that you can interact with this animal is to dominate and to get them to respect you through dominance which is actually what broke him in the first place which completely made him have a uh an emotional breakdown and i i rehabilitated him through building trust and my approach completely is about trust is about building trust and not dominating and everything else but yeah you're right the the culture is a lot of of people uh, have a great uh admiration for the amish and how they're more natural, and they're not into into these things with the government. But when it comes to animal husbandry, they're they're abusive. They they don't believe in you know treating animals that they love. They believe in treating animals through force. So that's not mm. very good. I'm sorry, I I have to no. disagree with them. Absolutely, and I mean I've I've also come you know I've I've worked with. I've had animal communicators work with my animals 
and they are animals are so spiritually um <laughs> all well they're kind of spiritually um superior to us because they they are so intuitively connected and yet we think we're so superior to them. <laughs> and yet we have lost all our intuitive ability. I mean, when you really, as I have, looked into, you know, the horse communication, everything else, and that they are absolutely an intuitive being like like all these animals are. They Okay, they can't speak language that is you know conventional english or whatever language they communicate so much more superiorly to us because it's energetic it's intuitive it's incredible and the more you you understand that the more you realize how amazing animals are and that we are not the superior race that we think we are let's put it that way you know they just came they just came out with this thing where AI is going to allow us to talk to the animals. I don't know if you saw that, but it's some no, kind. I haven't, it, yeah, it's some kind of an AI program. Not quite ready, but you know they always announce it right before they're going to do it or you know produce it. And yeah, they were talking about you know the ability to be able to use the dog says barks. Or, I don't know how they're doing it, but you know so. <laughs> One of the, I think it was Gutfeld on Fox, somebody said that they were going to try with the whales first. I think somehow or another the whales were going to be their first thing. And somebody said, so Gutfeld says, oh, they asked, oh, what, would, what would they say? And one person said, probably nothing because what would they have to say, you know? But Gutfeld said, well, I think that probably they'd say, get out of my water. Stop, stop killing my people stop killing my people you know have you when, when, have when you, you ever when seen? you when you evolve to a certain point where you can even communicate with me maybe i'll you know do something but and and it's true is that we have no clue as to what really goes on behind these beings you know we might think we might surmise but in reality they could be out thinking us in a thousand different ways and we would look at dolphins the brain the, oh, the capacity I, I, of their brain is far beyond human yeah i'm sh i'm sure they are and i don't know if you're familiar with doug douglas adams hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy oh, yeah <laughs> well you know um <laughs> it's like the the saying that oh well um the dolphins decided to leave the planet and they said so long folks and thanks for all the fish thanks for all the fish yeah <laughs> because the earth was going to be demolished to make up a, 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 what do you call it hyperspace uh, a hyperspace uh, yeah yeah so. and it was ford prefect which yeah. it, <laughs> <laughs> oh it was class classics i mean see classic series i mean this is going back years but I like the I like the image that he made of the uh, uh, bureaucracy. Of like, what? Sorry. Well, well, if you remember when the, um, with the, uh, Arthur Dent, he mm -hmm. went to complain to the uh, local the local uh, city hall council, yeah, the, the, local well, council. council, because yeah. they were building, they were going to be building that road, which required them to demolish his house, and mm -hmm. he was there was no notice. 
And mm-hmm. and the guy said, "Oh, but we did. We we did post a notice that the the house was going to be demolished. Yes, it was in a basement under locked door behind that sign that says beware of the letter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and then there was Slarty Bartfast, I always oh. remember that, who designed, you know, because they were talking about how the earth was developed. And he designed the fjords because he liked the twiddly bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Anyway, uh, we got a bit off topic there, but never mind. But no, I mean, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, um, if you remember, which Star Trek was it? Star Trek uh, Home. Was it Search for Home or Return Home? Where they had to go back in time to bring the whales back. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they went back to the 21st century and, and they had to bring back the two the two whales. And one, one of them, the, the, the female was pregnant mm-hmm. because this probe was actually probing the planet because it was looking for whales. It didn't care for humanity. It didn't care about technology. It cared because it was a probe that uh, kept visiting all these. It was doing a multi-million year travel through the galaxy, visiting all these planets, and and the whale was considered the most intelligent uh, civilization when it did the, Mm. the, the last pass. Now there's no more whales on. So where are the whales? So it's actually bringing it's it's actually cooking the planet to break get life started back to the to the beginning, so that things would get started in such a way that the the whale would be able to evolve into on the earth. So and look so, at what they're doing now. Look at all these wind farms off uh, in the oceans that are causing all these strandings. I mean, these excuse my language. These fucking climate change people are causing more destruction of this planet than anything that the conventional energy you know products are doing they're destroying it they're destroying considering economics everything considering they already own technology beyond that so you know all this business of waiting for the uh, what do you call it the space command to come come forward and uh, yes we know anti gravity yes we don't need fuel you know we, we don't need fuel cells we don't need we they already have that well yes I mean you it know. was what Tesla started yeah decades ago they, they don't need wind farms no. for heaven's sakes they're wasting no. time with that with that crap it's all about control. It's all about control. It's. Uh, but what? What? Um, why do they need to control if they think of us as just chattel? It's because they realize that we are far superior to them. Whoever them are. They they have taken over. If you go back historically, they have created the culture that dumbed us down. They have created the pollution that makes us sick. They continually try to kill us, and we don't seem to be dying fast enough. What? What is it? Why do they need to do this? Why do they care? Useless eaters? What's it to them? You know, I mean, there doesn't seem to be any purpose to why they've done the stuff they've done. It's like 
are you going to go out into the forest and kill all the birds because the birds are something? Well, maybe they supposedly do it, but they do it for a purpose. We're going to get rid of all the live birds, put all these drones up. Everybody's going to think that they're real birds and they won't pay attention and we'll know everything. Again, control, control, control. I say it's because they're afraid of us. Because they know that the difference between us guys and them is that we, uh, we acknowledge, therefore imagine, therefore in the concept of enterology, maintain a thought image that there is a superior power that is above them and we are representatives of it they've got yeah, to be, they've got to be afraid of our power afraid so. of the creative uh, ability right. and that's that's the thing isn't it because um i mean my understanding is that the that uh, cabal or whatever has been overtaken by a an extraterrestrial force which has no creative ability whatsoever um, I may be going way down the rabbit hole I may not be uh, recalling this accurately but what they fear is our ability to create and our connection with that divine power that um, is so much more well, if we wake, powerful if than we, anything that they have. If we wake up, they're not going to have their food. I, I, you know, I actually think that this is stupid, but the, I see an awful lot of indicators that say to me, no, maybe it's not stupid, maybe this is real, it's so bizarre, but maybe it's real, that they actually survive because of our energy fields. They don't yeah. have they don't have the source energy, so they come to a place, they dumb down the people that have the source energy, and then they drain the source energy from the people. They feed on fear. They well, feed on fear. They feed energy. on fear and a lot of other things. So if 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 that's true, then they certainly don't want us waking up and doing what the thing that makes them weak, that takes their their energies away from them, and that is laughter. That is joy. Yeah, you're really screwed up, but, you know, all I can do is laugh at you because you're so obvious. I mean, if you just look at the, it, what's happening in the school systems, the, the, they're telling parents that the parents don't have any rights to know that their five-year-old child is being put into a change of gender program because the people that that child has been talking to is doing it not because the child is doing it and parents all over the the United States and probably I don't know maybe the world but they're waking up to this and they're going like whoa and the people the climate climate people okay right now before nobody would touch them now you see video after video of them trying to stop traffic and people going out and beat the crap out of them taking their flags away from them throwing them out of the street you know, there's a lot more activity to say, you people get out of our way. And they're waking up. You know, I remember when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And the admiral that was in charge of it said, we've, we've, we've awakened the sleeping lion. And that's what's happened. Is that the, the humans that are humanity, 
the real humanity, the creations of, of the God source, were waking up and I don't care what the, the scenario is in the real world, the real world in the quotes, you know, the 3D world. This is where the battle is happening. And we really oh, yeah, need to absolutely. focus on and, it. And it's what I was saying about, you know, we've got this group in the UK, the Bromley Blade Runners, and they are destroying all the Eulers cameras and things. Eulers is, um, oh, shit, what's <laughs> What's the acronym? It's um, oh, it's about oh, ultimate low emission zone or yeah, something like that. The the cameras uh, are picking up vehicles that don't comply with ultra low emissions, and so they will charge them like twelve pounds fifty a day to enter a ULES zone, an ultra-low emission zone. And um, this group are going around and they're either taking down these uh, traffic lights that have them on top of them or they're destroying the cameras and everything. And, and there are people on Twitter and they're going, or should I say X, yeah, you know, good for you, we're behind you, blah, 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 we're not going to put up with this. And this is primarily in Greater London. Although you've got this um, intention to introduce these 15-minute cities, which is, this is a global thing. It's like what they want to do with Lahaina, for example, taking over that city that they've just completely raised to the ground. And so... Well, speaking, speaking of that, did, did, you, did you, were you the one that said that... Um, the president of Hungary is putting money into giving them temporary housing. Was it you that said? Yeah, that? they, yeah, they, they actually have sent in planes delivering these um, shelters to them. Hungary have been sending in these shelters for the people that were made homeless by the um, by the Haina. What so-called wildfire? It's so I mean, ironic because you know Hungary I mean is doing amazing things. They are standing up against everything that the EU is trying to impose. They they uh, voted no on sending more money to Ukraine, and on on the basis that they the money that had already been sent had to be audited. So they, they, in effect, by their refusal, they blocked this next tranche of money to Ukraine. Hungary is amazing. I mean, the, the prime minister, I think it is, or whatever, he's been calling out this whole thing about, you know, uh, the vaccines, Ukraine, you name it. They are... They are standing strong. In fact, it makes you think, oh, maybe I ought to move to Hungary, you know? Well, people, <laughs> if, if you can go again to Tucker on Twitter, or X, and he's just done two more programs with the Prime Minister of Hungary. And when he was still with Fox, he flew to Hungary and sp spent three days there in Hungary. The, Hungary, it, and it's ironic that in the middle of you know, the Ottoman Empire, 
what used to be part of the USSR no well yeah no yes it was a Warsaw no it was was Warsaw Pact it was Warsaw Pact Hungary was part of the Warsaw Pact but the 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 um the, the nobility that came out of Charlemagne's line in France ended up being the German, you know, king, the Hungry king, the Australian Hungry environment. You know, all these people in that area, the, they came from from the French. In in the way that you look at it, you know, the structure of their 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 politics, and the Hungary Hungary was one of the first countries that broke away from the Warsaw Pact and the Soviet Union. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they were the first. So there's something about that group of people there that is very inspiring, very progressive progressive in the truth. And uh, again, Tucker Carlson, you know, I think that he was fired, maybe, but I think that this was part of the plan. Get him off of that network so that he can really tackle the big, big, big subjects. Oh, and, I agree. You know, because Absolutely. Uh, the, the This one, is planned. The one I was referencing earlier, uh, that Tucker had with I can't even remember who he was was with. Who was he with? Oh the the Michael thing, the Obama Michael thing. Um that thing already had seventy three million people that had looked at it. Mm. You don't get those kind of statistics on Fox. The the, <laughs> Trump, the Trump interview that went at the same time that they had the uh, debate for the Republican Party, it's like 256 now, million people have seen yeah. it. There's only 350 million people in the United States. Yeah. So if you look at, if you look at the amount of information that's being released on every level, Mm. Um, the only thing is is that they did do this one thing with going out into the city streets and talking to these people and there was this one woman and they were saying well do you like Biden's economy oh god no oh no what about the the, uh, border oh no oh no Uh, what about this no no oh no 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 well who are you going to vote for I'm going to vote for Biden and and they they were like (laughs) Why would you do that? And she gets this shitty, shitty grin on her face and said, "Because he's not Trump." <laughs> you know. Well, these these people are just <laughs> beyond hope. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay, we're five minutes out from uh, ending the show here. Dolly, is there anything that you would like to comment or say? And you've been polite. <laughs> um. Not really, just might remind people at this time, oh, Dave's telling me, that's where it's come from. Dave is saying at this time, with all these things that are being exposed, that people are going to be needing uh, lots of the love blankets um, because more people are going to be waking up just from the pure shock of the exposures that are happening so uh, just send the people the love blankets with whatever else they might need at this time to help them through their awakening period thank you Dave and, uh, very encouraging all. actually 
for real. It's very you... encouraging that there's, the people are waking up and that they're going to need that. Oh, yes, it is. So that's all I got. Thanks, people, for being here and sharing with us and uh, your energies and with others, your energies, and just for being you. See you next time, or talk with you next time. How about you, Walt? What, do you, what would you like to... Anything? Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. And thank you for always looking at the positive thing, not not looking at the negative things. We don't. We have enough of that. We just need to look at the positive side of everything, because that's where we're going. And that's if you're going to be needing love, love blankets, that's what we need: love blankets. <laughs> good good night, everybody. And laughter. Love blankets and, and laughter. Lots of it. Lots of laughter. You know, even when it gets terrible, you know, just laugh your way out of it. Because they can't, you know, somebody's yelling at you and you're laughing at them. They just go into meltdown. And that's what we want to do to the dark side. Melt them down. Help, I'm melting. <laughs> Keep that image in mind, you know. See the see the wicked witch, the wicked wizard, all those crappy people just melting. Jan. Well, I can't believe how quickly the last two hours have gone, despite it now being nearly one o'clock in the morning here. And absolutely, you know, this is what I always say: keep your your focus on the outcome. And it's been lovely to be here again. We've had some great conversations. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you take away something of value from this. And love to you all. Well, see that I gave them the time and they, they were kind of short. So I'm going to talk to you for a minute here. <laughs> <laughs> you got two minutes left. Not quite a minute. But everybody just, you know, give yourselves hugs. Give yourselves. Can I just blankets. say one more thing? Sure, one more thing. Um, you got fifty, not thirty seconds. Yeah. Well, what reminds me is my um, aha moment about uh, Monsters Inc. Because the way that they defeated the monsters with the children was laughter, and laughter. that's what we got to do. Laughter. Okay. There was more energy in laughter than in screams. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So there we go. Thank you all for being here. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>